Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. Uh, you know it's very important to have the right bag, to have the right suitcase when you're traveling, and DB has the right stuff for you. I am teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10. That's P-O-D-1-0. The link is in the show notes. It's also going to be in the podcast newsletter. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Let's start the show. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, August 8th, and I am back. Um, I was off for two weeks on vacation, but I hope you all enjoyed the encore episodes um, I released the past two weeks. Um, did an encore episode of my discussion on posthumous albums. Um, and then also one on all of the albums, the anticipated albums from this year, um, give you a chance to see which ones were actually released and which ones we're really still waiting on. You know, it's August now and a lot of those big names haven't dropped yet. Drake hasn't dropped. Kendrick hasn't dropped. And the, those are two, Bacardi hasn't dropped. Those are, you know, these are albums that, you know, I was definitely expecting like a guarantee to get this year, but you know, it's still early. There's still time. Um, so yeah, uh, this week, um, we're getting, we're getting back into it. I'm catching up on the hip hop and R&B news that I may have missed while I was out. Um, so I've got a lot of things for you in the press play segment. I'm going to give you a song of the week, um, in the dig deeper segment, nothing big this week. Um, but I did get the opportunity while I was in LA to visit the Hollywood bowl and see Cynthia Erivo um, live in concert. And so I'm just going to be talking a little bit about that experience in the Dig Deeper segment. But before I get into anything, as you know, the links to everything that I talk about um, in this podcast in each episode can be found in the podcast newsletter. So, you know, if I talk about a music video that I think you should check out, I talk about a song that I think you should hear The links to that are going to be in the podcast newsletter so that you can follow along with the podcast or after the podcast is over, you can go check out those links um, and get caught up. 
Um, so you can access the podcast newsletter in two ways. First way, go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Right on the homepage, put your email address in the box, submit it. You are now signed up for the Thinking Outside the Boombox mailing list. Every week there's an episode, you will receive the podcast newsletter in your inbox. You don't want to be a part of the mailing list, be a part of this joyous community, then that's fine. You can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Click the newsletter tab. All of the podcast newsletters are available there. So definitely make sure to check out the podcast newsletter so you can uh, interact with everything that I talk about this week. So without any further ado, let's jump into the song of the week for this week. Uh, So the song of the week for this week, in honor of August being named Hip Hop uh, Recognition Month, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later in the press play segment, but August is now hip hop recognition month. And so in honor of that, the song of the week for this week is the song that arguably put hip hop on the mainstream map. One of the first top 40 rap songs, and that is rapper's delight by the sugar Hill gang. You've all heard it. The hip hop hip hippie to the hip. You know, you've heard it. You've heard it. Everybody knows the song. Um, inspired by Good Times by Sheik and Nile Rodgers. Uh, not even inspired, like samples that. Um, it's an iconic song. One of the best hip-hop songs of all time. One of the first songs to introduce a lot of the the um, aspects and elements of hip-hop that are still alive and, you know, crucial to hip-hop today. So... You know, in honor of us recognizing hip hop through all of August, um, why not let that be the song of the week? So go back to the 1970s and enjoy, you know, really just how joyous hip hop was when it first started and joyful and just like how much they were having fun on, on records back then. So the song of the week is Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Let's jump into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. To those of you that may be unfamiliar, the Press Play segment is where I really talk to you about the hip-hop and R&B news, um, what's happened in the genres since the last episode. Um, I was out for two weeks, so some of these things are not as new. It's just some stuff that I really wanted to mention that I didn't have the chance to over the past couple weeks. Um, And, you know, one thing I want to say about the Encore episodes... You know, I've been been doing this podcast. I'm sorry, is my phone vibrating? Um, I've been doing this podcast for, you know, over seven years now. And, you know, I've got a lot of content. You know what I mean? Like this is this is episode number 194. So, you know, I've, I've talked about a lot over the years. And, you know, it's easy for a lot of the, the that stuff to get to get kind of buried in the feed because I'm, you know, you know, for the most part, releasing an episode every week. Um, So, you know, I want to use the encore episodes to really highlight um, some things I may have talked about in the past that are still very relevant, Um, like that posthumous album episode, like, you know, Pop Smoke's estate and family released his second posthumous album since he passed. Um, And if you listen to that episode where I talk about the categories of posthumous albums, you know, it's kind of real easy to to put Posmo's latest album in that latter category, the one where they're just kind of piecing stuff together. And it really, you know, probably had nothing to do with the artist's vision. Um, so I just thought that was really a dope conversation to bring back to the forefront. Um, but in the future, you know, when I do those encore episodes, you know, I, it, it didn't come together because of vacation and how busy everything was. But the plan is whenever I do an encore episode to still feature the, the, you know, hip hop and R and B news from that week in the podcast newsletter, you know, I won't, won't be able to talk about it, you know, when I do the encore episodes, but at least you can still stay up to date and have that information. Um, if you're subscribed to the newsletter or if you go on the website to see it that way, also, I don't have, you know, a large list of stuff that I, you know, miss talking about when I do come back from an encore episode, but That'll happen in the future. The press play segment is broken into three parts. 
things that you should check out. So that's where I get into the music videos, the performances, the new songs, rumor mill and the announcements. These are announcements um, from artists, from labels or rumors that may be floating around that, you know, may not come to pass. But if they do, I want to make sure you heard it here first. And then there's the upcoming and recently released albums. These are albums that have come out within, you know, the past episode or two or that are going to come out within the next month that I want to make sure that you know about. So let's jump into the things that you should check out. Jack Harlow and Pooh Shiesty released a new song called SUVs Black on Black. Um, it's dope. It's 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 kind of it's kind of trap influence. You know, I'm really I'm really liking Jack Harlow. You know, I can't lie. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect when I first heard his music, um, but I really liked the album he dropped. Uh, that last year maybe last year year before last i really liked that album and i've liked the singles that he's dropped since then including this one so definitely check out jack harlow the the man's the man's on the way up i mean he, he's up already he's he's garnered a lot of success but um I'm, I'm liking what he's doing so check out his new song with Pooh Shiesty. uh zakari isaiah rashad and buddy join forces on a new song called rainy day i believe this is officially zakari's song um, the TDE crooner, we haven't gotten much from him since he dropped off Two Lucy's last year. Um, Isaiah Rashad, fresh off of the release of his, you know, first album in like five, six years. Buddy, who, you know, is real tight um, with the TDE and Dreamville crews. Um, it's a dope song. The three of them together, they you, you can tell they this was a collaboration. Like, it doesn't sound like something where they just sent in their verses you know when somebody pieced it together like it's, it seems like something that they worked on together and it's a dope song tde is not done you know isaiah rashad dropped but i think there's more to come from tde i would i would i would guess that we're gonna get two more tde releases this year but we'll see and i'll keep you posted check out that song uh silk sonic the group formed by bruno mars and anderson pock this year um, released their second single after teasing us um, with just one single, Leave the Door Open, for months. They have released their second single and music video for it called Skate. Um, the music video is dope. The visuals so far for this evening with Silk Sonic album have been 10 for 10 or 10 out of 10. Um, Anderson was on the drums in the video. Bruno was on the bongos while the rest of the band are on other instruments. And then seemingly the same women from the Leave the Door Open video are in it, skating around them, you know, as they play. Sonically, this album is definitely influenced by disco and funk and soul, and the visuals definitely uh, reinforce that. And this song easily could be played during, like, at a roller rink, at some roller disco. Like, it's, you know, the, the name definitely makes sense. It's a dope video and song. I'm excited where this album's going to go. Uh, check out Skate by Silk Sonic. Another new music video and song by The Weeknd, his new song, Take My Breath. Uh, the song is definitely very 80s pop influence, um, but the visuals are definitely more modern than the last album rollout for After Hours. Um, the Weeknd's visuals have always been very erotic, um, and this one is no different. Like He literally gets choked out by a woman's long-ass braid, Bianca Belair style at the end of the video it's very entertaining and i'm excited to see what route the new album takes especially since um he had this album ready so quickly after after hours like he was inspired so that's dope so check out take my breath by the weekend Nas dropped off a new music video for his song rare after dropping off a new album um the music video for this song could easily double as an extended hennessy commercial but the visuals are dope and i really like how when the beat switches um, halfway through the song that the the visuals kind of switch up as well so that's dope check that out Lil Nas X his music video for Industry Baby which features Jack Harlow this video is very good and I'm already I'm going to tell you now I guarantee you this is going to be one of the nominees unless we get a string of just Missy Elliott level incredible music videos before the end of the year Industry Baby's music video will be one of the nominees for best music video at uh, the Thinking Outside the Boombox Awards, the sixth annual Thinking Outside the Boombox Awards. Um, it's an incredible video. Lil Nas X is killing it. Industry Baby, the song is very catchy. Like, not only has was he not a one-hit wonder after Old Town Road, but, like, Panini was mad catchy. 
Uh, Montero was mad catchy. Uh, Industry Baby is mad catchy. Like, this man knows how to make hits. Um, and the, the things he's doing for the LGBTQ community and, like, specifically for the black male LGBTQ community um, is is incredible. Like, it's nothing I've ever seen before, and it's admirable, and I think it's dope, and I hope that he just keeps going. Like, he's, he's doing important work. So shout out to Lil Nas X. The visuals are incredible. If you don't watch any music video I just talked about, watch the Industry Baby music video. Um, Beyonce shared some solo videos for her songs Mood Forever and Other Side um, in celebration of the Blackest King um, anniversary. Um, you know, all of these were part of Blackest King, but this is the first time she's released, you know, solo videos for them. And the Mood Forever video um, is definitely different than the one in the Blackest King. Like she added and took out some things. So definitely, you know, don't just you know shrug these off because you saw Blackest King. Like, check them out. There's some new stuff in there. Um, Tiny Desk, for those of you who don't know, NPR uh, does Tiny Desk performances where before the pandemic, they would invite an artist into the NPR offices where all the employees would be there uh, and get an intimate performance from an artist. They would do, you know, three or four songs um, in front of the, the employees in the office. Um, since the pandemic, they've shifted that shifted that to virtual. So, uh, artists are like doing performances from their homes or like just like other lavish venues um, where there's not a huge crowd. Um, and so Vince Staples did one. You know, he released his self-titled album this year. Um, he played, he performed Law of Averages, Sundown Town, The Shining, and Take Me Home with Fouché um, being featured singing. Kenny Beats was on the guitar. The live performances of these songs definitely gave the album new life. And it made me realize just how good of a laid back vibe and like this album really has. And when you focus on the music and instrumentation, you realize how just tight the album is. Vince's presence in general is incredible, but his stage presence is just so damn cool and carefree. It's a really dope performance. Check it out. Young Thug also dropped off a Tiny Desk performance. He performed in this lavish garden space in L.A. He performed four songs from the long-awaited, highly anticipated punk album. He performed Die Slow, Dropping Jewels, Hate the Game, and TikTok. And then he also performed Ski from the YSL album with Travis Barker on the drums. I'm not going to lie, Young Thug may be working on the best project of his career. And this performance alone from his stories during the songs and the personal topics that he touches on, he's getting a lot more vulnerable. No auto-tune in his voice over some serene Rick Ross type melodies and production. And Young Thug sounds great. The actual punk rock influences in some of the songs work well. Um, And then the, the finishing song in this performance with Travis Barker and the live instrumentation on Ski took that song to another level. This was this is a must-see uh, Tiny Desk performance, so definitely check that out. Um, finally, in the things you should check out, Tyler, the creator, put his entire Lollapalooza performance on the internet. So there's a YouTube video where you can watch his entire performance. And I believe I also gave you a link uh, maybe last last live episode or the one before that where he did a, you know, a secret show in Brooklyn. Um, and you can watch that entire performance. So, you know, a lot of you know, information or not information, a lot of um, videos out there where you can watch Tyler perform stuff from his latest album. Call me if you get lost. I haven't watched the Lala one yet, but I watched the Brooklyn one and it is an incredible performance. One of the best Tyler creator performances I've seen. So definitely check that out. Rumor mill and the announcements. Aaliyah, Aaliyah's discography is finally coming to streaming services. But at what cost? So for those of you that don't know, um, Aaliyah, her music has not been available on streaming services. Um, She passed in, I believe, 2001. And, you know, there are so many times where there's just an Aaliyah song that comes to my head and I want to listen to it and I'll search on streaming services, even though I know I'm probably not going to find it. Um, cause you can find like her, her street thing. I think that's the name of the album. That album is on Apple music. So I've played that into the ground, but like the rest of her music isn't, but now it is, but you know, there's a caveat because, you know, Aaliyah's music is owned by her uncle, former manager, um, 
head of the label Black Ground Records, Barry Hankerson. He has control of her masters, but her estate, you know, has kind of fought to to maintain control over her brand and her legacy. And so although her music is now on streaming, it it doesn't seem like, you know, that was in alignment with what her estate and her family wanted. Like, it seems like um, those plans were not discussed with them, you know, until after there was already a deal with Spotify and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of shady stuff with Barry Hankerson and, you know, how he's handling Aaliyah's music, you know, the estate released um, an Instagram post after, you know, news came out that her music was going to be on Spotify um, or on streaming. And they said, protecting Aaliyah's legacy is and will always be our focus. For 20 years, we have battled behind the scenes, enduring shadowy tactics of deception with unauthorized projects targeted to tarnish. We have always been confused as to why there is such a tenacity in causing more pain alongside what we already have to cope with for the rest of our lives. Now, in this 20th year, this unscrupulous endeavor to release Aaliyah's music without any transparency or full accounting to the estate compels our hearts to express a word, forgiveness. Although we will continue to defend ourselves and her legacy lawfully and justly, we want to preempt the inevitable attacks on our character by all the individuals who have emerged from the shadows to leech off of Aaliyah's life work. Ultimately, we desire closure and a modicum of peace so we can facilitate the growth of the Aaliyah Memorial Fund and other creative projects that embody Aaliyah's true essence, which is to inspire strength and positivity for people of all creeds, races, and cultures around the world. So... You know, it's tough because as much as I I want to hear Leah's music, the fact that, you know, these labels and Barry Hankerson are profiting off of it after these shadowy talk, shady and shadowy tactics is not is not comforting. But so, you know, um, Aaliyah's music uh, is coming to Spotify. Her one in a million album will be released on August 20th. The Romeo Must Die soundtrack, oh, love that movie, will be released on September 3rd. The Aaliyah album on September 10th. And then the I Care For You and the Ultimate Aaliyah album on October 8th. So, you know, do with that information what you will. But I wanted to make sure you had, you know, all of the information about, you know, how all of this came to be. Isaiah Rashad is performing um, his new album, The House Is Burning, in a live virtual experience. Um pre-sale or not even pre-sale you can buy tickets um for it for $15 this is going to be happening on August 18th or the 19th depending on the time zone but he's going to be performing I believe the house is burning in its entirety so uh I I low-key might buy might buy a ticket to this just to see it uh, so definitely check that out there's a new Rick James documentary coming to Showtime it's directed by uh Sasha Jenkins who also directed Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men um the documentary is billed as an intimate yet propulsive look at Rick James, one of rock, funk, and R&B's most legendary and often underappreciated figures. It's called Bitchin', The Sound and Fury of Rick James. It comes September 3rd. So very excited about this. There's a trailer out. Uh, you can check all of this out in the podcast newsletter, of course. Um, the Lovers and Friends Festival added a new date. Um, this is happening on May 14th. Uh, and 15th, 2022, so next year. Um, originally, it was just the 14th, but that those sold out in like an hour. And so now um, it's going to be on the 15th as well. Um, pre-sale for this is tomorrow, Monday, August the uh, 9th. Pre-sale is Monday at noon. Uh, general, you know, population is at 4 p.m. on Monday. So, you know, it's not too late if you're listening to this, you know, on Sunday when I release this. It's not too late for you to sign up for that pre-sale. Just go to the website in the podcast newsletter, sign up for the pre-sale, and you can get your tickets. But this will be happening in Vegas May 14th. Oh, don't worry about the 14th. It's sold out. But May 15th um, of next year. The lineup. Now, I honestly don't know how they are going to, you know, cram all these people into one festival, but like a one day festival. 
But Lauren Hill, Usher, Ludacris, Lil Jon, TLC, Sierra, Nelly, Brandy, Monica, Trey Songs, Neo, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Timbaland, Akon, T-Pain, Lil Kim, Eve. And that's just like a third of the people. This is this is like my childhood in a show. Um, but, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to get tickets to this. Um they just added the locks I see at the bottom of the flyer, probably because of their dominant showing in the verses against Dipset. Um, this is incredible. I, I really want to go to this, but I do not. I do not think I would be able to get tickets to this. But this is this is like all of the music that I really listened to when I was a teenager. I'm just looking at all of their names right here. This is crazy. Juvenile, Trina, one twelve. Next, Drew Hill, Sean Kingston, Cassie, Fat Joe, Cameron. And there's still like another third I could read. This is crazy. This is crazy. If you can, if you can, May 15th, Las Vegas next year, get to this show. It's going to be insane. The Lovers and Friends Festival. Um, More announcements. 2 Chains announced that um, he will be releasing his last Trap album. I think it's emphasis on Trap. I don't know if this is his last album, period, but his last Trap album called Don't Don't Sell Itself. What did I say? Don't? I don't know. <laughs> Dope Don't Sell Itself is the name of the album. Um, he didn't announce a release date, but, uh, you know, it's likely that this will drop this year. Oops, sorry about that. Um so check that out. Um, Diddy, I mentioned in a previous episode that he said he was working on an upcoming album. He wasn't lying. It arrived September 24th. It's called Off the Grid Volume 1. And the fact that it's called that makes me think that he's got another album coming. Now, you know, I have to mention that we have been waiting on. I don't, I don't know if we've really been waiting, but, you know, I've been putting it on the anticipated albums because he mentioned it years ago the the no way out two album but the fact that he had time to work on this and he's not releasing that is like is that album even coming but you know if you were waiting on a diddy album you don't have to wait that much longer young thug announced the release date of his highly anticipated album punk october 15th we are finally getting punk and like i mentioned earlier i think this could be one of his his greatest projects so uh justin leboy who i've never heard of before this year but he is a media personality he's someone close to kanye's camp he has said that kanye and jay-z will release watch the throne 2 at the end of the year i've been trying really hard to stay away from mentioning kanye on this podcast but man lately it you you just kind of have to there's so much going on you know he's releasing his donda album um, likely within the next two weeks, he's been literally teasing it for like a month, um, with Justin Leboy with the, I think he's actually a credible source because some of the stuff he's been saying about Donda has for the most part been true, like half truths. Um, but anyway, apparently Kanye and Jay-Z, um, have, you know, mended their relationship. I haven't listened to any of those listening sessions that he's released on Apple Music for his latest album, but apparently there's a song with Jay-Z on there. So Watch the Throne 2 is apparently coming at the end of the year. Take with that what you what you will. Um, moving on, uh, Lizzo is releasing her first single in two years, very, you know, aptly titled Rumors. Um, considering this is the rumor mill and announcements portion of the episode. Um, it's coming next Friday, uh, August 13th. She will be releasing uh, her new single. Uh, Tyler, the creator's album, Igor, is officially platinum, um, selling over a million units. Um, this is the album that won him a Grammy uh, a couple years ago. So shout out to Tyler for that. Speaking of Tyler, Tyler is going on tour from February to April of next year. Um, for his Call Me If You Get Lost album with Kaylee Uchis, Vince Staples, and Tizo Touchdown. Um, so check out the newsletter if you want to get tickets to that. Isaiah Rashad is going on tour for his album, The House is Burning, from September to November of this year. Tickets available now. Frank Ocean is apparently headlining Coachella in 2023, seven years after his last album, Blonde, was released. Um so I think it's safe to say that we'll have a new album by then, right? Right, Frank. Frank, you're you're for sure gonna have a a new album out by 2023, right? 
Okay. Um, so yeah, don't hold your breath. Um, and finally, in the rumor mill in the announcements, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed legislation declaring August as Hip Hop Recognition Month, August 11th as Hip Hop Celebration Day, and November as Hip Hop History Month. So just some some information on you know why this may have happened. August 11th was named as Hip Hop Celebration Day, and August was named as Hip Hop Recognition Month. So, on August 11th in 1973, DJ Cool Herc threw the infamous Back to School Jam. This is considered to be the first hip hop party. You know, this is where he is credited with creating hip hop, first incorporating breaks into the music while his friends emceed and talked over them, um, making the first rap songs. So, you know, it makes sense why August 11th is considered Hip Hop Celebration Day and August is Hip Hop Recognition Month. November is Hip Hop History Month is likely because on November 12th um, in 1974, maybe that was when Africa Bambada, Grandmaster Flash and DJ Cool Herc named the genre hip hop. So, you know, I, I think I understand why these months and why these dates um, but that's really cool. I wish I had known about, you know, the hip hop recognition month um, before, you know, August started. But I think I might try and do something, maybe even in the song of the week um, for hip hop recognition month for the rest of the episodes of this month. But November, you just already put it on your calendars. I am going to plan to do something special for hip hop history month in November on the podcast. Don't know what that is yet. I'll come up with something, but um, I think before we get into the December episodes where I go through the list of the top songs and the top albums, um, I think I'm going to mark off November for Hip Hop History Month and try and uh, have some special content on the podcast. So those are the rumor mill and the announcements. Let's jump into the upcoming and recently released albums. Um, July 16th, Pop Smoke dropped off Faith. Pop Smoke and His Estate dropped off Faith. Um, his second posthumous album. I just wanted to say, like, I listened to this album and, you know, some of the features are good. Some of the songs, you know, really get you. But there was just, just something that rubbed me wrong about this album. And I think one of the things is that now I understand that his mother and estate, you know, are heavily involved in this album coming out. It wasn't just a label thing, but like Pop Smoke was like shot to death, right? Like he was murdered and the songs on this album just like feature. And obviously it's because he recorded them before he died, but his verses are just like him talking about like how tough he is and how he'll shoot people if they run up on him and how like, you know, gang gang, all of this type of shit. And it's like, but he was murdered. Like what? Like, why are we even putting out? these verses that just bring to mind the fact that he was killed, you know, maybe be behind some of this, these type of verses. It's just not understand. They're just, they're just getting out the content, but like, like I, it's, it's a little tone deaf. It's like, we got verses of him talking about how he's shooting, he'll shoot people and defend himself. And then, like after we know that he was murdered, it's just I don't know, it seems a little tasteless. And like, you know, I understand that it's not just a label like his mother wanted this music to come out, but not really rocking with the album, I will say. Um July twenty-third, Lettucey dropped off her album Lettucey Sings Nina. It's literally Lettucey covering Nina Simone songs, and it's incredible. Like Lettucey put her foot in it like she is singing like better than i have ever heard her sing before she dominates this album um it's like these nina simone songs were like made for her to sing it's incredible definitely check it out uh same day july 23rd leon bridges dropped off his album gold digger sound it is very good i'm excited that he he did not stay in that like old 50s to 70s r&b lane that he was doing when he first came out a lot more modern music now it's very good check out leon bridges album july 30th dave east and harry fraud dropped off the Hoffa album named after Jimmy Hoffa. This is very good. Davies, I feel like is underrated in a lot of camps. 
Um, he's a very good rapper, and over these soulful Harry Fraud beats, he's incredible. So definitely check out this album. Isaiah Rashad dropped off The House is Burning on July 30th. Took me a minute to get into this album. Um, it's a lot different from his first two. Um, I think it's it's happier. It's it's more fun. It's it's more joyful. But it's the album is a vibe. I feel like you know more than just like good rapping. The energy and the way that this album makes you feel and the way it makes you want to move, I think, is the most important part. It is a good album. Check out the House Is Burning by Zayra Rashad. Logic dropped off Bobby Tarantino 3, the third installment of that mixtape series on July 30th. Um, He's officially unretired, and he's officially rapping his ass off as usual, so check that out. Prince dropped off the Welcome to America. Prince and His Estate dropped off his Welcome to America album on July 30th as well. I have not listened to this one yet, but, um, you know, it's Prince, so I feel like even his Lucy's and the stuff in his vault was, you know, incredibly good, so... Definitely, definitely check that out. Um, on the 6th, this past Friday, um, Abstract Mind State dropped off their album Dreams Still Inspire. Now, I had never heard, I was, I, I discovered this album just scrolling through Twitter. So, Abstract Mind State is a group from Chicago, um, that apparently had been around since like. Um, I want to say early, early nine or maybe late nineties. Um, and they were made up of two MCs, one named old school ice Gree, and the other is named Ebony Poetess de Hellcat or EP de Hellcat. Um, they split up after making music together for six years, um, you know, financially and just other reasons, they couldn't really get it together. They remained friends, but they just decided to stop making music. Um, Ice, Ice, um, Ice Gree kind of stayed in music from management to songwriting. He was the first A&R of good music. Kanye West label um, EP went back to school um, to get a couple degrees. Um, but you know, I think somebody on Twitter randomly like um, or maybe it was actually it was it was a super fan, like reached out to one of them, um, encouraged them to listen to one of their old songs. It inspired them um, at the same time. Kanye, who has a new label called Yeezy Sound, um, reached out to them, and was like, I want Tiana Taylor as one in Abstract Mind State, you two as like the two kind of like uh, staple acts on the label and he like invited them out to record they kind of got into it um like you know reminiscing and just like getting back into the music thing and filling things out and Kanye executive produced an entire album for them and that's the album that uh, was released on Friday Dream Still Inspire haven't listened to it yet I have a feeling I think I'm gonna do a album alert segment in next week's episode so i think i'll feature this album so i'm gonna throw myself into this album this week and talk about it next week but you know it seems like it's gonna be like some some mature like contemporary conscious rap and i'm very excited for it i'm excited to hear an album that kanye produced that you know may have been under better circumstances than all of the kanye produced albums he did back in the day um, you know, the, the ones that didn't turn out too well from that standpoint, like Tiana's, Nas's, you know, that type of stuff. But definitely check out Abstract Mind State. I listened to like a couple of their old songs and they were they were spitting. They were spitting. So uh, I'm excited to read more about them and to listen to the album and read more about the journey. But definitely check this out. On the same note, um, Kanye was supposed to drop off his Donda album on Friday um before that we were supposed to drop it off last friday so who knows when it's going to drop but he is also on the two dates that they were supposed to drop he has done listening sessions for the album um i haven't been interested but from everything i see on twitter this album is apparently crazy like crazy good um but that is 
you know, supposed to drop within the next two weeks, I would imagine. Apparently, he keeps going back and working on it. You know, this is, you know, Life of Pablo Kanye. He was editing the album after it's already been released. But from everything I've heard um, from people on Twitter, the album's crazy. Nas, uh, this past Friday, dropped off King's Disease 2, um, the sequel to the album he dropped off last year. Um, It's also... um, solely produced by hit boy and it's incredible like Nas is spitting the features are insane he got epmd on here he got eminem um hit boy is rapping he got lauren hill to rap and she completely dominates the hit boy beats are incredible um kind of modernizing Nas's flow and even the stuff that he raps over it is very good so check that out Tanache dropped off a new album on Friday as well called 333. It is very good. You know, through like the first third of the album, I was like, okay, this is like nice to listen to, but it's not like knocking me off my feet. And then we got into like the second, third and the end of it. And I was like, oh, there's some bops. Like there's some vibes. Like she is, she is singing. And then the features on there are nice. I think she's got a song on there with Buddy as well. And it's, it's a really good album. It's a really good album. I'm definitely going to be listening to it, you know, a few more times. Um, it's It's got good energy, so definitely check that out. Um, this upcoming Friday, Boldy James and The Alchemist are dropping off another album together. This one called Bo Jackson. Uh, Jennifer Hudson is uh, Respect. Uh, the, the soundtrack from the Aretha Franklin uh, biopic is being released on August 20th. West Side Gun is dropping off an album that has a terrible title. I will not be repeating, but he's dropping off a new album. September 3rd, Jameson is dropping off his album, Heals Me. Little Sims is dropping off her album, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. And September 10th, James Blake is dropping off his album, Friends That Break Your Heart. That is everything from the Press Play segment. Like I mentioned, get that podcast newsletter so you can check out everything I just talked about. Let's take a short break and then I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. This week, I, I don't have anything big for this segment, um, but 
as I mentioned, I was in L.A. last week and I had the opportunity to attend a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. And I just wanted to talk about the venue and the concert because I honestly have never been anywhere uh, like that venue. Um, I truly do recommend that anyone going to L.A. sees check out what's playing at the bowl and go regardless of who's playing. If it's just like some classical music go i like i promise you it's just such a dope environment i've never been to a venue like this one and perhaps that's because i was raised and went to school in the midwest like indoor venues like the united center or all-state arena just aren't attempting to harness the same type of energy as the hollywood bowl um it was way more accessible than i thought it would be there were park and ride locations all around the city where you can shuttle to and from the venue everything Um, about the venue is outdoors so you know once you get past the security like you pass the merch and the food the vibe is more like soldier field or an ncaa football stadium than it is a music venue venue and that's until you get to the seats though because once you like step through like the arch and you like get to the seats it's like a humongous amphitheater wooden benches going back as far as the eye can see you know my wife mentioned that it felt like a 21st century venue like it feels like it was designed for our time for the first time out of any of the venues she's been to and you know that's likely the result of the 2003 and 2004 renovations they did at the hollywood bowl because it it has been you know open since like the 1920s um the expensive seats at the bottom of the bowl, you know, have tables with dinner and alcohol service. Like it is very wild. Um, and besides everything being outside, the venue just felt open. Like it was a packed house, and at no point did it ever feel crowded. You know, we got the feeling that people went to the Hollywood Bowl regardless of who was playing. Um, it was a summer activity or even a monthly activity for some. Some people probably go just to see the LA Philharmonic Orchestra some for their favorite artists and the view of the iconic construction is crazy um our concert started at eight so the setting sun was a crazy backdrop for the concert and the lighting that came with it for my chicago folks it's set up a little like the summer concerts at prisker pavilion and millennium park it's got the orchestra pit up front with the seats behind it um this is the la philharmonic orchestra performs here often with artists and solo um except it's on a much bigger scale than prisker pavilion and instead of a lawn behind you know the pit and the seats there are tons of wooden benches and artists like her and lettuce will be performing here you know we were in la for a week and we didn't see any celebrities until we got to the hollywood bowl Debrat literally sat behind us it was crazy you know, the Hollywood Bowl is a destination venue. People want to go to the bowl and artists want to perform there. Some of their upcoming concerts are Her, Herbie Hancock, Brittany Howard, Burna Boy. And they're also hosting the orchestra and a lots of classical music. And on top of that, the concert started exactly when they said it would, which was definitely a plus. So let's get to the art. We came to see Cynthia Arrivo. Cynthia Erivo, the woman who was one Oscar away from reaching EGOT status and was nominated for two Oscars last year. Cynthia Erivo, who has played Harriet Tubman and Aretha Franklin. She has a beautiful voice, and we were super excited to see her playing at the bowl on the last day of our trip. It was a great end to our vacation. The L.A. Philharmonic came out first and started performing um, before she came out. Turns out they were performing the overture to some song from a Barbra Streisand musical called Funny People. Um, I should mention that the theme of the of the concert was that Cynthia was performing covers of songs from musicians that she admired admired. Um, She's also prepping the release of her debut album this year and had released a new song like that week of the concert. So we figured she'd also play some new stuff. But she started with a cover of Don't Rain on My Parade from the same Barbara Streisand musical. And then she proceeded to continuously murder every cover she let escape her mouth. Her vocal range is incredible. Her voice is strong, but it can also sound so delicate. She has the ability to nail songs from artists like Billie Holiday to Mary J. Blige. She performed songs by Aretha. You know, she played her in the TV series Sting, Tom Jones. Uh, My Life by Mary J. Blige, songs by Nina Simone, Prince, and Roberta Flack. I think my two favorite performances were when she performed Neme Kite Pa, 
which is a French song by Nina Simone, and My Life by Mary J. Blige. But her most memorable moments were her new pieces of work. Um, She told a story about how she lost her father, and the song that she wrote about him called You're Not Here was absolutely stunning in its live debut. It's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, and her performance of it was ethereal. Um, She paired so beautifully with the L.A. Philharmonic, and I'm really glad we got the chance to see her go see a show at the Hollywood Bowl. I honestly wish that I could just fly out to L.A. next week to go see her. She's performing. Uh, I want to say... I want to say she's performing on the 13th or the 14th, but she's performing two back-to-back days at the Hollywood Bowl. And considering that I think her album is one of the best albums to release this year, I'm sad that I'm going to miss it. But um, the bowl was fun. We definitely plan on going back to L.A. and the California area. And I I think I want to make it a a thing to like whenever we go, we got to we got to go to the bowl and check check out who's playing. Um, it was just that cool. It's just I had never experienced really a venue experience like that because, you know, out here, you know, we got these these big indoor. Con- I mean, we obviously we have different weather, but it was just cool to be a part of a, a venue that was, you know, you know, in a in a climate where you don't have to really worry about it being cold. Um, so it was just a 24 seven outdoor venue. It was dope. It was dope, and Cynthia killed it. Um, check out her new album when it releases. Obviously, I'll I'll mention it here on the podcast. But yeah, that's it. that is it for the Dig Deeper segment, and it for the, the episode um, this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I am back. Thank you all for um, listening to the Encore episodes. Um, I appreciate it. Um, you already know what it is. You can find the podcast on twitter facebook and instagram at totb the podcast the website is thinking outside the boombox.com lots of content on there you can see my past top list at the end of each year for songs and albums going all the way back to i think 2015 maybe even 2013 um you can see all of the album releases for this year and like when they're expected there's lots of stuff up on the website so check that out um subscribe rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts this has been thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news peace even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.